0: So, we are in a series, we started last week, Easter Sunday, called The Original Guide to Healthy Relationships. And the truth be known, the reality is we all need help with relationships. You know, relationships matter to us. Uh, Some of our greatest joys come from relationships, and our greatest struggles as well come from relationships. And as a pastor, and just a person that knows people well... My observation is that people need help in this area and the Bible has a lot to say about it And so over the last year i've just been compiling topics that I felt would be good To address in the area of relationships And so this is what you're going to get over the next six or seven weeks Is a compilation of things to deal with like how do you establish boundaries in your relationships? How do you confront someone you know in love last week on, on uh, resurrection sunday? We talked about forgiving other people, forgiving people, forgive. And I feel like this is just going to be powerful, very helpful. It'll help us strengthen relationships. It'll help us avoid catastrophes in relationships. And so I'm excited. Today I want to talk to you. uh, My topic is friendly advice. Friendly advice. And you'll get uh, a good glimpse of what that means as we move forward. Years ago, when I was 22 years old, I had been married one year and my wife and I went into, I joined the Air Force. She came along with me, which I'm very grateful for, and uh, in the Air Force, my mindset was, I mean, I was passionate for Jesus, you know. My mindset is, I'm going to save the world, and I went into the Air Force, and we're in boot camp, and it's, it was challenging. It was a shocker to me, because I didn't really think it was going to be as hard as it was, and um there were people in the Air Force that were struggling. And uh, in boot camp, I'm saying. In boot camp, there were people that were struggling. I mean, grown men would be crying at night, you know. And I felt like, my goodness, this is an amazing opportunity for me to serve people, to love people, to encourage people, to pray for people, whatever. So I had this thing called the bathroom ministry. The bathroom ministry. And so I would meet people at night in the bathroom, and, I mean, this was not like a, like our bathroom, one stall, one urinal, and the men's room, that is. But, it, I mean, this was like 20 stalls, 20 year, I mean, it was just massive, you know. We wouldn't meet in the stalls, just, just so you know. But we would meet in there, and, I mean, I would just, you know, encourage people, uh, share with them about the goodness of God. I had the opportunity to lead at least one, maybe more persons to Christ during boot camp. And I was just on a mission. I was passionate for Jesus. And, and I wanted to see God move through my life. And so after boot camp, I went to this, uh, to Mississippi Tech School, where they train you in the job that you're going to have. And in tech school, I began to um, build relationships with some amazing guys. Um, unfortunately, they were going in a different direction in life than I was. And my thinking was, I'm going to rescue them. I'm going to help them. I'm going to reach them. God's going to get glorified in this. And so I go through tech school. It's about seven months. My wife and I moved to Colorado. And there uh, in Colorado, those relationships, some of those relationships continued, and they got deeper and stronger. And what was originally a great intent that I was going to reach them and save them and be there for them and be an example to God for them ended up backfiring. It ended up backfiring. You know, uh, some things started to change. And really, what started to change was me. I began to notice that I started to become like them instead of them becoming like me or becoming like the God that I serve. And I, I can't go through the entire story, but it was so subtle. There was just little changes, little compromises Step by step, and months, years later, I looked at myself, and I had stepped into some very dangerous territory. I had made some very unwise decisions. And I'm telling you, God God protected me, but there could have been some amazingly catastrophic things that happened during that season in my life that really would have prevented me from being here, would have prevented me from perhaps being alive and um, god was gracious but what i learned from that whole season in my life as i looked back and as i stepped away from it was this and i wish i wish i knew then what i what i knew now um that uh that the people that we allow to be close to us have a, a profound and direct impact on our lives in fact i'll ask the question this way What do you do when you find yourself close to people that are moving in the opposite direction that you are in your life? What do you do? And I hope to answer that question today. How do we deal with that when we start to draw close to people that are moving in an absolutely opposite direction that we are? And when I say opposite direction, I'm talking about, you know, their morals are different. The choices they're making are different. Their direction in life is different. What they want to accomplish, what they want to see God do in their life is just radically different than ours. Why? Because we're different. You know, when you have Christ in you, something has changed. You know, your direction in life has changed. Your trajectory in life has changed. Your passions begin to change as you surrender your life to God and grow in relationship him. So what do you do when you find yourself growing close to people like that? And I would say this. Um, when, when this is the case, when, when you start to see this happening, um, you have to have wisdom. You gotta, you've got to get wisdom from above uh, to create space. To create space. You're going in one direction. They're going in another direction. And you've got to find a way to create space in that relationship. Um, So I want to talk to you today about this very, very important topic because it affects every one of our, you know, all of us are in some form of relationship that this would matter in. Every one of us have people in our lives that have a a profound influence on our lives. And my question would be, is that the right person to have in your life to be influencing you? Is Is that a healthy relationship for you? And what do you do? How how do you deal with that? You know, the funny thing is, our parents had this wisdom. Our parents had this wisdom. I mean, parents usually freak out when we get around people that we shouldn't be around, don't they? They're like, I don't want you around that person. I, I remember that uh, when I was younger, there was a guy down the road. He was sort of the bully and uh, in our neighborhood. different one that I talked about last week, by the way. <laughs> but he... Uh, he had my mom didn't want me around him because he he just he took advantage of people he was not out for uh people's good and um our, our parents have this wisdom our parents uh they understood a very important principle this is the principle i want to share with you today that that our friends our our friends in our lives determine the direction and the quality of our life the friends that we have Determine the direction and quality of our lives. I got that from Andy Stanley. He's just got brilliant material on this topic. But I love how he coins it. Our, your friends determine the direction and quality of your life. And another way of saying it, listen, I, I am, I am uh, my life is impacted by the influences in my life. Another way of saying it is this. You know, show me your friends and I'll show you the direction of your life. One of my sons, um, years ago, had, had, some, had established some friendships. And in those friendships, I just began to notice his attitude, uh, the, the direction in life he was going, a whole bunch of things. I just began to notice as his father, my wife and I, both as his parents, the direction that he was going began to change radically. And to the point where it was becoming severe and we had to make some hard hard decisions And I, I recognized that it was the influence of his friends in his life That was that was helping to facilitate this or cause this to happen And so we had to make a, a radical choice to pull him away from those friends And it wasn't a good season in his life. In fact for a couple of years. It didn't go well but what I noticed is over time He began to build relationships with some very, very solid people. And he surrounded himself with four or five good, good friends. And and I can tell you that that ultimately changed his life. He would be in a radically different place if we as parents didn't make the choice that we did. It was a very hard choice. But we made some heavy-duty changes. And I can tell you right now, I tell him all the time, one of the best things you ever did was surround yourself with good friends. I mean, they encourage each other, they challenge each other, they push each other uh, in a good and healthy way, and, and that radically changed the direction of his life. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. That's true. A lot of us don't like to hear this. In fact, many of you are probably sitting here thinking, but what if, or you know what, I've got this. And you know what, it's okay to think that, but I think you'll be challenged today to reconsider um, how you approach friendships because we need to understand that friends determine the direction and quality of our life why, why is that? Why why do they have such an influence on our lives? Here's why because when you're with a friend You let your guard down You let your guard down you you open up And when that happens influence begins to happen you know and it may be good, good intentions. Like mine was, I wanted to minister to these people. I wanted to reach them. I wanted them to encounter God. But I got too close, and they ended up influencing me as opposed to me influencing them. So, so when we're around people, uh, we, we tend to let our guard down. And, you know, here, here's the thing that we love. People love to be accepted. And so you may look at your friends and they're like, they're, you may be thinking, they're the only ones who accept me for who I am. They're the only ones who love me uh, for, for who I am. When we feel accepted, we, we let our guard down. We're drawn to acceptance and we repel rejection. Rejection hurts, right? So whenever there are people in our lives that, uh, that reject us, we run from that and we gravitate more toward being accepted by people. We want acceptance in our lives. And so we open up our lives when we feel accepted and we don't really use that God God filter to say, I don't know if I should be around this person. But our heart says yes because of the acceptance factor that happens in our life. So um, <sighs> these, these scenarios are what makes friendships so amazing but also so dangerous friendships could be the best thing on the face of the earth but they also could be dangerous they could they could draw us away from our mission uh from our god and so so as we gravitate toward toward acceptance and repel rejection we've we've got to look out for some things let me just give you an example this this is just sort of off the cuff you know uh think about think about the acceptance factor and the power of influence maybe the first cigarette you've ever smoked i bet you were with somebody or the f- the greatest dare that you ever took you were with somebody or the first drink you ever drank alcohol wise you were with somebody why because they uh, you you let your guard down and they had influence over you there there was an acceptance factor there's a desire to please them in that relationship, right? Does this relate to anybody? It does, it does. Because we make choices based upon the people in our lives. And the reality is this. um, It always starts small, but some of the most addictive behaviors ultimately started when we were with a friend who was influencing us. In fact, some of us who used to view the things we're doing now As sin have gotten around people that have convinced us that what we're doing now is okay You know, it's okay now Why because the influence of the people in our lives have changed us The people that were ultimately going in the opposite direction of us now we've changed direction and began to run with them Our friends have a powerful influence over our lives. The people we allow in our lives to be close to us have a powerful influence over our lives. And you know, I, I know how this works because I've seen it so many times, you know, we, we give our lives to Christ, but we, we have this this hold on our past, like, but there's we're still close, you know. We still do things together. We still have fun together. And we have all these responses like, you know, the they don't really. I just go with them. I don't do what they do, you know. I'm just at the party. I, I don't. I don't think the way they think. I still think the right way, but I just like to be around them. I, I just like to be to be with them. It, it's important to me. It's hanging with people that are going the different direction than us. So I've got I've got some thoughts about this. In fact, let me just say this way. I'm, I, I've presented a negative scenario, but really this goes both ways, this friendship thing. You know, have you ever watched somebody get water baptized? Every time when they stand up and take a minute to give a testimony, they say, you see that person over there? It was because of them that I'm here today. They made an influence in my life. They They came to me When I was at my darkest point, you know, they they never stopped pursuing me. They kept calling me They never gave up on me. You see that person over there. I'm here Because of them I can tell you my sister jill. She was she was the one who invited me to church the day. I gave my life to jesus She had an I could point the finger at her and say you see that influence right there I'm different today because of her I'm here today Because of her And so it goes both ways. It goes both ways, right? I mean, we can be a tremendous influence in people's life as long as we don't allow them to influence us. It can go both ways. But you can think about your family members right now. I bet you could name three or four family members. And you could could begin to tell their story. Cousins, brothers, you know, friends, neighbors, whatever. And their stories were impacted in some way, uh, you know, as a result of the friends that they surrounded themselves with, you know, their lives were impacted in some way because of those friends. And so uh, this is this is something that uh, is near and dear to my heart because, you know, I care for people and I love people and I'm called the pastor people and I look at their lives and I see the direction that they're going. And sometimes it's not always in a good direction, you know. Here's, here's a true friend. A true friend is someone who accepts you just the way you are, but who loves you too much to leave you that way. You know, that's a true friend. They love you too much to leave you that way. And I'm so thankful that God gave us some direction in the word of God as to how to deal with this topic, you know. He, he gave us some amazing direction in his word as to how to deal with this topic. I want to take you to Proverbs. Proverbs 13. Proverbs 13. And this is written by one of the most, the most wisest men on the face of the planet, whoever lived on the face of the planet, Solomon. Very, very wise man. And we get this wisdom from him today. It says this in Proverbs 13, verse 20. He says, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Walk with the wise and become wise. And become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. There's there's two parts to this verse here. The first part is a promise, and the second part is a warning. In essence, he's saying, if you're around wise people, that wisdom rubs off. Surround yourself with wise people. It rubs off. It's contagious. You know, get, rub shoulders with wise people because when you do, you will become wise. That's the promise. Get wise people around you. The warning is this. It says, a companion of fools suffers harm. doesn't say a person who's around foolish people becomes foolish. But there's a warning. When you're around foolish people you're going to suffer harm. It's not, it's not a recommendation. It's not a good idea. It comes from the wisest man, one of the wisest men that will ever walked the face of the planet. And we should hear what he's saying today. So, so in the promise, he's saying the wise that's on somebody else will rub off on you. We could use some of that, couldn't we? You know? We should, we should make it a point to get around wise people. We should make it a point to get wise people around us. Make time for that. What, what is a wise person? A wise person is this. Someone who knows the difference between right and wrong and chooses to do right, even when it's a hard choice. That's a wise person. They make the choice to do the right thing, even when it's a hard choice. So, so Solomon's saying, walk with the wise. Those are the people that are making wise choices, smart choices, even when it's hard. And, and uh, here's, here's what I love about wise people. They understand that all of life is connected. You know, the decisions I make today are going to impact my tomorrow. The relationships I have today are going to impact my tomorrow. The financial decisions I make today are going to set me up for my future the job choices and my work ethic and the things that i eat and and the exercise that i get everything that happens today is going to have an impact on my tomorrow you understand that that is that's the understanding that life is connected that life you know the decisions we make the people we surround ourselves with there's a connection there to my future there's there's a connection that's that's what wise people understand. And so wise people um, make choices based upon that. That's why they make choices to do the right thing. Now, in contrast, Solomon talks about a fool. A companion of fools suffers harm. Well, the warning is that there's going to be harm when people surround themselves with foolish people. So, so what is a fool? A fool is a person who knows the difference between right and wrong, but doesn't care. They, they just don't care. Do you know the decisions you're making today are going to bring harm to you? Yeah, so what? I, I don't care. I just don't care. Do you know that, um, you know, these, these decisions are going to impact your marriage? That's all right. She's, you know, it doesn't matter to me anymore. That, those are the words of a fool. Do you know that your actions are going to impact your employment here? That's all right. I'll just find another job. It's just life doesn't matter. There's, there's, no, there's no repercussion that matters that forces them into a positive or correct action. That's a fool. Do you have friends like that in your life? That's what the bible says about a fool that they know the difference. It's not that they don't understand. It's not a matter of intellect It's a matter of the fact that they just don't care They just don't care and this is a pretty big deal when we begin to invest our lives or Give give a part of our lives to them because if they don't care about their marriage Why in the world would they ever care about yours? If they don't care about their finances, why would, would the things that go on in your life financially ever matter to them? You know? If they don't care about your, their future, why would your future ever matter to them? So, so Solomon is telling us, and we just need to see this. And we could argue, you know, I, I'm, I, just, I don't do what they do. I don't even think the way they think. I just like to be around them. Solomon doesn't say you'll become a fool. He says you'll suffer harm. And what does that look like in real life? Well, when you're around people that are making poor choices, their poor choices will impact you somehow, some way. They'll impact you somehow, some way. There's kids that are hanging out with their buddies, been drinking. All of a sudden their buddy chooses to drive and the kid's life ends. Because their buddy ended up driving into a telephone pole there's people paralyzed today. there's kids that uh, one day were were passionate for God that are no longer walking with God today they're in drug rehabs that I know personally. you know they get they get somebody pregnant. their life just radically changed. Why? Because the influences in their life brought harm to them. The people they chose to surround themselves with brought harm to their Life. It brought harm to their life. So what do we do with this? You know, and, and I've, I've heard all the arguments, you know. I just like, I just like being with them. And, and, you know, I'm safe. I make good choices. You may say you're safe, but Solomon will tell you you are dead wrong. You're dead wrong. Because he doesn't say a companion of fools could suffer harm. He doesn't say it opens the door of possibility. There's a chance that harm could come. No, he said a companion of fools suffers harm. We need to hear him today. You know, young people, listen to me. If you're hanging out with the wrong crowd, I believe in today the Holy Spirit is going to show you those faces. He's going to tell you, listen, you need to cut some relationships off. You need to create some distance. You're, you're running too close with them. They're going in the opposite direction of you. Young lady, listen to me. That guy's going to tell you he has his be- your best interest in mind, but he has his best interest in mind. Listen to me. If you're hanging with the wrong people, you're going to suffer harm. That's what the Bible tells us. But we are not exempt. Let me tell you something. There are fools in the church. I just want to be clear about that. We need to be careful who we surround ourselves with, who we allow to influence our life. I'm not saying just this church. I think most people are wise in this church, to be honest with you. But you can run into a fool every every now and then. Does life matter? And if life does not matter to them, if the things that, the actions that they take do not matter to them, the Bible calls that foolish. In fact, the Bible tells us we shouldn't even argue with a fool. We shouldn't even try and convince them otherwise because they just don't want to hear it. It's not like, you know, we give them, give them some kind, good, godly advice and they're like, oh, thank you very much. I never thought about that. Now they're like, oh, I don't care. I don't don't care what you have to say. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to do my thing. So, so fools live life just the opposite of a wise person, they live life as if it's not connected, that their decisions today will not have an impact on their tomorrow, you know their choices, their relationships, their financial decisions their their health decisions the way you know the way they eat and all that they have they have the mindset like it doesn't matter what I do today will not impact my tomorrow and Solomon says. Uh, says, so I didn't get this. This is not mine. Solomon's like, I- I'm trying to help you here. Rub, rub shoulders with wise people and learn to recognize when you're around fools. It's not that we don't want to reach them. It's not that we don't care about them. It's just that when we open our heart to them and become tight with them, usually they're the ones who are influencing us as opposed to us influencing them i'm just trying to give you some friendly advice some friendly advice so so i have some thoughts about how to deal with this how does a person deal with the situation when they're already in relationships when they already have people in their life that you know they're close to they're tight with they know these people are running in the opposite direction as them what, what do you do? What do you do in that situation? The first thing I would encourage you to do is make the choice to surround yourself with people who are going in the same direction as you. And only you know what that direction is. Make the choice to surround yourself with people going in that direction. I've got some questions to help you decide, are these people going in the same direction as, as me? But let me just share a quick verse with you. 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty three. It says this, 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. In essence, Paul is writing to the Corinthians. He's actually talking about the topic of resurrection. But these people who he was writing to had surrounded themselves with people that were opposed to the resurrection. They were trying to write it off as some uh, natural thing as as opposed to a supernatural thing. And he's saying, listen to me, when you surround yourself with people, it can impact your character. And so here's a few questions I want you to just think about. How can you tell if the people around you are going in the same direction as you? Do you catch yourself pretending to be someone you really aren't when you're around them? Do you have to pretend to be someone you're really not when you're around them? Here's another question. Do you feel pressure to compromise when you're with them? Do you have to give, give, into, uh, give up your convictions? Do you, have to, do you feel led to do things that is not really who you are when you're around them? Do you hear yourself saying, I'll go, but I won't participate? Do you hope the people you care about most don't find out where you've been or who you've been with? If any of those questions, you you responded with a yes, then you probably got some people around you that are not going in the same direction as you. You probably got some people around you. And and let me just tell you something. If that's the case, the best thing you can do is, is create some space, focus your life on God. Because ultimately, they're going to have a train wreck. They're going to crash. And when they crash, they're going to need to have someone in their life that is healthy enough to help them. You know? I, I think it's human nature that we want to get to the edge. How far can I go and not sin? And the reality is, when you're, when you've already, when you're asking that question, you've probably already gone too far. Listen, put yourself in a safe place because they will crash ultimately. I'm not talking about literal crash. I'm talking about their life. They're going to they're gonna face some huge trials and struggles. And it's better that you're in a healthy place where you can help them as opposed to be where they are and they have no help around them. Does this make sense to you? So, so make the choice to surround yourself with people who are going in the same direction as you. Secondly, create space in unhealthy relationships. I want you to see this powerful powerful verse in second corinthians chapter six paul writes and i want you to just note the comparisons as i read this chapter six verses 14 and 15 do not be yoked together with unbelievers now watch these comparisons for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness what harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Now, I could feel the anger flowing towards me right now. <laughs> but let me just tell you something. I, have, I, wanna, I want you to have healthy relationships. I want you to thrive in life. I don't want to see you struggle again and again and again. I want to see you soar. I want to see you uh, accomplish all that God has called you to be. And there is a weight that's holding you down. There's There's something attached to you that's holding you back. And like it or not, it may not be easy, but we need to be in a place where we make the choice to create a space between us and unhealthy relationships. I love you. You can hate me. I love you anyway. The reality, and we'll talk about hate next week. But I'm just kidding. Listen, no one wants to hear this. I mean, you're thinking, okay, I've been friends for so long. We are so close. Listen to me. We just need to trust the Word of God. We need to trust God. He knows what is best for us, He knows what's in our best interest. And either we're all in or we're not. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm coming from the perspective like every one of us in this room are called to be all in, all in in our relationship with God. If you make a choice otherwise, that's up to you. That's up to you. So creating space in unhealthy relationships. Listen, it may be the hardest thing you ever do in your life is begin to create some distance between you and that unhealthy relationship. But it will be one of the best things that you do. In your life. You really can't see the future as it relates to hanging with that person. But we can trust Solomon, who was led by the Holy Spirit, who said, You will ultimately suffer harm. Not necessarily because you do what you do, but you're too close to them and going in the same direction as they are, and what happens to them will ultimately impact you. Because either you're associated with them, you're in you, you know, something happened to them or a choice they made impacts you, he says, will suffer harm. Here's the last uh, thought. The first one was we need to make a choice to surround ourselves with people going in the same direction as us. Secondly, uh, we we should create space in unhealthy relationships. Here's the third thought. We should initiate meaningful relationships in our lives. We should go after the ones that are going to help us. Solomon writes, wise people, you walk with the wise, you run with the wise, you get around the wise, you'll become wise. So we should initiate those kind of relationships. Here's a verse I'll share with you. Uh, Solomon just happens to write it. It's really the first part of the verse that I want to focus on. Proverbs twelve twenty six. he says, the righteous choose their friends carefully. You see that? The righteous choose their friends carefully. We, we should be looking at, man, I need to get around that person. I I, I need to be around that person. I'm going to set up a lunch. I'm going to grab coffee with that person. I want to just hear what they have to say. I, I want my life to be impacted by that person. You know, or, and here's another way that could really, really help you. And this has been in place for years. We have connect groups and grow groups. I mean, you want to get around people that are passionate for Jesus, that are growing, that are trying to stay connected with God, and you you, you sign up for one of them. Now, some of them, actually, probably two-thirds of them are winding down for the summer right now. But there's some that go all the way through the summer. In the fall, September, we'll kick all of them off again. We're going for a record number of groups and people involved. But listen, get around people that are going in the same direction as you. This will help you. Our friendships determine... The direction and quality of our life. And, and I'll be honest with you, you know, going to a group, maybe you're not familiar with some of the people, it's a little awkward at first, you, whether it be in the church or at somebody's home or wherever else. It could be a little awkward at first, first couple of weeks. But after that, you know, you begin to connect a little bit more and feel a little open. After four or five weeks, you find that one person, you're like, man, this person's real. I love this person. I want to connect on a deeper level. And then you find someone who you could be open with and real with and you can you can talk to and relate to and they the same with you. It just happens that way naturally. I would encourage you to try it. It's It's amazing. It's life-changing. Getting around people that can help you. So these are the three steps that I think are critical for thriving, healthy relationships. It's just a little friendly advice. I want to just close with a couple thoughts. I know this kind of message is not like a a hoorah message. You know, we're excited. We're shouting and clapping and dancing. But listen to me. At the core of your being, friendships are vital. You need them. If you don't have any, you should pursue them. If you have unhealthy ones, you should find a way to create space because the direction they're going in life is going to impact the direction you are going in life. Now listen to me. 1 year from today, if you if you hear this message today and you make no no decision, no changes, maybe you say it was a good message or a horrible message that doesn't matter, but one, you know, if you hear this message and you change nothing, I can pretty much promise you one year from today, you're going to be looking back and saying, I wish I made some choices last year. Because now, a year later, the mess starts to happen. The relationship gets complicated. You know, you're hiding stuff from the people you love because something's going on. But let me say something. You have a choice today before God. Listen, God cares for us. God wants the best for us. It's not that he doesn't care about your friend. It's not that he doesn't love your friend or your fiance, you know, or your cousin or whoever it is in your life. But when their path is impacting your path, you're in a position to make a decision. Our friends really do impact the direction and quality of our life. And my hope is that today you would make a decision as opposed to next year when you have to come meet with me and talk about the mess you got yourself in or the mess that your friend, you were around them and they got you in. And believe me, I'm not trying to detract you from meeting with me. I love to meet with people. If I can help you, I would love to help you. I don't don't profess to be a great counselor or anything. But I feel like God has given me some wisdom to help people. And so you never have to feel hesitant to meet with me. But I also feel like I can help you here and now. And I believe as I've been speaking that the Holy Spirit has brought in people's faces, names, even uh, events that you were with them in to your mind. And I don't think it was an accident. I don't think it's just some random thought that fleeted through your mind. I believe the Holy Spirit is at work today, and I believe the Holy Spirit is is big into helping people like you and me have healthy relationships. So here's what I would recommend. I would recommend bringing that back to Him. In a, just a moment, I'm just going to give us a time to hear from Him and talk to Him, and ask Him, "What do you want me to do? Would you give me the courage?" To do what needs to be done. The wisdom to do it. And the courage to execute it. And so I want to invite you to stand to your feet. We're going to dismiss in a couple minutes. But I really want us to hear from the Lord today. I really want us to let the Holy Spirit speak. Listen to me. This applies to young and old. It may be co-workers. It may be neighbors. It may be family It may be church family. It may be lifelong friends. Let's just ask him. Let's close our eyes before him today and ask him what he's saying to us. Lord, God, we come before you today. Holy Spirit, what are you saying? And what are you saying to me? Let that be your conversation with God. And I know he's faithful. He'll bring people to mind. He'll bring conversations to mind. Just love you, Lord. Just say, have your way, God. Lord, we just ask that you move in this place, God. We love you today. And then ask him, what do you want me to do? wants to help and so lord i just commit each and every person to you today god i bless them lord if my heart is to want them to thrive in relationships i can only imagine lord how much your heart just bursts for them and for them to go in the direction that you've called them to each and every person here Lord, and if there's toxic, poisonous relationships that they have, God, with people, Lord, who you love, I just, I pray that you reveal it. I pray that you give them action steps, Lord, to begin to separate and withdraw from that relationship. I pray that you give them courage, God. I pray that you give them access to people of wisdom. And I thank you. I thank you that you're so faithful. You can count on this. God will continue to speak. We pass it off as fleeting thoughts, some random thought we had in our head. But God is a God who constantly speaks. And when your heart and your life is surrounded, surrendered to him, he will surround you with the people that you need in your life. And so, Father, I bless your people today. May they continue to walk in, live in, experience your goodness and your love. And I thank you, God, for the privilege of sharing this important message. God, wisdom and courage is my prayer for them. Wisdom and courage to make the decisions and to step into those decisions that you're leading them to. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. We love you. We have we have ministry workers they'll be up here if you need prayer for anything they'll be they'd love to minister to you